0: Hey everybody welcome to living and learning this is your host crystal and today our guest because this is our testing podcast is my fiance nick you can't just nod they can't hear you nodding what was that <laughs> say hi babe.
1: i think we should have used the first take the
0: <laughs> okay so i'm gonna ask a few random questions just to kind of break the ice If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be?
1: Uh, Probably a political ad on all the reasons you should vote for Bernie Sanders.
0: Yeah, that's who you're voting for in 2020? Yes. So you're a Democrat?
1: Very much. I wouldn't even call myself a Democrat. I'm much more... Socialist? (laughs) ...of a progressive liberal, and I find myself sometimes even too liberal for most people who consider themselves liberal. Have you been like that your whole life? No, not really. I uh, grew up in an Assemblies of God church and so it was a very different perspective. It was a very different perspective and I grew up in one of those churches that handed out those uh, how to vote things every year. Yeah. And so I was always taught that your relationship with God came first and then love your family and then vote for Republicans. Right.
0: (laughs) Put that R on there.
1: And That was the way I was raised.
0: And do you feel like it's okay for churches to tell you how to vote?
1: No, I don't. And in fact, my disdain for churches telling you how to vote is where I take one of my more liberal positions that churches should not be tax-free institutions because they're not politically neutral. And I've been to plenty of churches that tell you how to vote, who you should pay your taxes to. And so on. And so it's something where, as far as I'm concerned, that's the church overstepping its bounds uh, like it's done multiple times before on multiple topics.
0: So basically, if you're going to have a say in the local establishment and the local or the federal, the government, if you're going to have a say in the government,
1: you should also be helping to pay right ab- absolutely and if you want to tell people how they should vote that's fine because i have an opinion on how you should vote too but i don't want you i don't want my opinion on how you should vote to be the reason no taxes come out of my paycheck
0: but now are you one of those people that like won't be friends with someone that it feels differently than you or
1: not necessarily there are people who i've cut out of my life because they're so opposite Hostile to my viewpoints. Gotcha. But I'm not hostile to their viewpoints. I always find the hostility starts on the other end first. And that could be me me being a little bit egoed about it. Now,
0: you said you grew up in church. Is your family Republican and
1: pretty conservative, or are they also liberal like you now? I would have to imagine that my grandparents who took me to church were always pretty Republican. See, there was a big generational gap there. I never talked politics much with them. I don't know how they ever voted. Grandparents
0: are like that.
1: (laughs) But but I would assume they were Republican just because of their background. Uh, Both my grandparents on my dad's side were amazing people. Yeah. Who inspire me every day in spite of the fact that they were probably Republicans.
0: So you can still learn things in... in Take away things from people that have opposite opinions from you.
1: Absolutely. I think everyone has something to teach you. Even if they're so far removed from who you are and who you want to be. And all they have to teach you is how not to be. Everyone can teach you something.
0: I'm going to have to tell my mom not to listen to this particular podcast. But when I was growing up, she was not the best at parenting. And I used to tell myself, okay... So this is me learning all the things not to do when I become a parent. And you know what's really funny? I hear her come out of my mouth all the time. <laughs> so um, I think it's good to be open to other viewpoints. As soon as you close yourself off to other viewpoints, you've lost. You're You're never going to grow. When you stop learning, you stop growing. And so being open to receiving that or being open to like for example the the climate change whole situation that's going on it's a hot topic right now climate change are you for climate change or are you like that's that's a hoax
1: no climate change is definitely real um i don't think it's the planet destroying threat some people on my side of the political spectrum think it is I don't think climate change is going to kill us all by 2025 or anything okay. like that.
0: <laughs> Good news there, listeners.
1: <laughs> but it is a real threat. It is something we should be trying to do something about. And since it's backed up by so much scientific fact, the idea that it's a hoax is kind of mental gymnastics as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. And it's like the people that are claiming it's a hoax have just closed off. They're closed minded. Like we, we, I was just saying... They have closed off any and all, even actual factual scientific evidence, and so I, I do appreciate that you're willing and open to bring in new facts and change your opinion about something.
1: And I feel a lot of my uh, thoughts on, quote, political issues have evolved even since i found my more liberal roots. Uh, The first uh, presidential election I was able to vote in was the 2008 election. Go Obama. And my justification for voting for President Obama was, man, this is going to be cool to be a part of.
0: Of history, first black president.
1: This is going to be cool to be a part of. And so I voted for Barack Obama. By the time I voted for him again in 2012, it was more because I had found my liberal roots, but I didn't agree with him on everything. Right. I still don't. Right. Actually. Right. Absolutely. Uh, He said the other day that whoever wins the nomination for the Democrats in 2020 should avoid leaning too hard on policies that are too far left. And to an extent, I agree. But it'll scare away a lot of voters because it'll scare away a lot of centrist Democrats that the election cannot be won without. I am a centrist Democrat. (laughs) But in the end, I think universal health care and ending our unnecessary wars are are policies that are considered too far left, but our country can't survive without.
0: Right. Right. So awesome. Um, Where... Since we're in the politics and we're in that arena right now and we've got the election coming up, you have mentioned Bernie Sanders once already. I have. Is that where you are hoping the Democratic nominee falls?
1: Um, I
0: think Bernie Sanders
1: would have an excellent chance of winning the general election. When push comes to shove, even though I find myself more of a Bernie Berniecrat, as the internet likes to use that term.
0: Bernie Berniecrat. It was feeling the burn. (laughs) Last time, <laughs> uh, we've moved on. Okay, Bernie Kratt.
1: Even though I find myself to be more of a Bernie Kratt than a lot of Democrats are, I think the most important issue for the Democratic primary is who's going to defeat President Trump, uh, because he is so far to the right, because he's so hostile to so many typical viewpoints, even. Ones that are backed by science, like we've talked about with climate change. Um, because he's in all kinds of uh, threatening to our country's security scandals that defeating President Trump is going to be the most important issue for the 2020 Democratic primary. I think Bernie Sanders can do it. Yeah um but i am worried about him relying on some policies that are too far out there even for me yeah um he's been on the record that he thinks everyone should be automatically registered to vote and once you turn 18 there should never be a reason that you're able to lose your ability to vote uh he's brought up the boston marathon bomber as uh, an example and to me maybe that's a step too far, too
0: far. yeah even for you the most liberal me, person i a know very
1: <laughs> liberal person and i don't understand how that position of his would ever help him win an election
0: i think he also alienate, alienates people like me that are centrist democrats that are like your ideas are cool dude but where are you getting all of the money for it? And his only response is, well, we're just going to tax the rich. Well, I mean, that's cool at all, too. But how are you going to stop Congress from giving that all to the defense budget? Or how are you going to stop Congress from giving themselves more raises? Because that's fair that they get to vote on their own raises. That totally makes sense. I want to vote on my raise. Let me well, I know you're
1: the interviewer, but since you mentioned that, uh, let me flip it up for a second and just just ask how you feel about Joe Biden, the seemingly establishment centrist democratic candidate.
0: I don't think I'm a fan. I love the romance that him and Obama had in the White House for those eight years. That's.
1: Uh, we do need more Biden memes. I don't know. Those
0: that. memes, when President they Trump died. They didn't was have coming. to die just
1: because Barack <laughs> Obama's not president anymore. We uh, need more Biden memes.
0: Honestly, and sadly to say, there is not a Democratic runner, and not like we don't have plenty. There is not a Democratic runner that I'm excited about. And that makes me kind of sad because I want to be excited for somebody to defeat President Trump and about President Trump. Now, I will say you said that some of his policies are too far to the right. There are people that I know that are pretty far to the right that are not Trump fans. They think he is taking the Republican Party in a different direction than what it has stood for and they are not keen on him. What do you think would happen if another Republican tried to run to get the GOP nominee?
1: Well, there are Republicans in the race. And I think we're seeing that Republicans are so afraid of losing the election that they're not willing to put their necks out for somebody else because Trump does have President Trump. I don't mean to be disrespectful, even though I'm not a fan of the gentleman. <laughs> um, Even though maybe some of them even aren't the biggest fans of President Trump, that he does have a built-in fan base. Yeah. And that maybe the establishment Republicans are afraid of losing the election. And that's why we've seen certain states uh, come close to or even outright cancel their state's Republican primary because they have the incumbent which it has happened before. It happened a lot in 2012. A lot of Democratic primaries were canceled because Barack Obama's going to win this. Yeah. Um, and I've, it seems like there there are good Republican candidates or good Republicans who could be good potential candidates, but I think there is just a lack of courage on that side of the political spectrum, and nobody wants to get on President Trump's bad side. Because he is so hostile and he can be so I don't think
0: the turnover rate at the White House has ever been so high, honestly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the honestly the only guy at the White House whose uh, job is secure is the guy who changes the names on the office doors. Right. He's maybe Pence, but Pence
0: Pence should be he can't fire Pence, can he?
1: Yeah, the president can fire the vice president. That's crazy and honestly that'd be really i don't know why he would ever want to because vice president pence is kind of how he keeps the <laughs> religious vote in line yeah but he, he could very easily get rid of the vice president It'd be, that'd be easier than most of the people he's fired because the vice presidency isn't doesn't have to be congressionally approved like the secretary of state does right
0: what do you foresee happening, if God forbid, something would were to happen to RBG?
1: Uh, by RBG, you're referring to uh, Justice Ginsburg.
0: Yes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our hero, <laughs> <laughs> my hero. <laughs> and, that's my dream interview for the podcast. It's <laughs> RBG.
1: Start with somebody who happens to live with you a few hundred episodes <laughs> later.
0: But she has her health has been declining. There have been people that have speculated that if President Trump wasn't the current president that she would have retired with this last bout of cancer, but that she is staunchly refusing. And you can't unseat a Supreme Court justice. Right. So, in a hypothetical situation where she either retires, or, I don't even want to say it, but she goes home with Jesus, or whatever you want to call that. Whatever she believes in. Yeah, whatever she believes in. um, if that were to happen during President Trump's tenure in office, do you see him... Trying to get a confirmation on a another conservative. Wildly swinging the Supreme Court to the right. Or do you see him trying to find someone that's more digestible to more people. Just so that he's able to say he got he sat three.
1: I would presume his next Supreme Court pick if he would make one would be a more centrist republican um for him to win reelection it is pretty important that he's able to tell people hey look at the judges justices i've put forward uh look how they're helping our cause uh maintaining the republican way on the supreme court the supreme court right now has a really Sensitive balance where there's four people who seem to be a little more liberal. Uh four people who seem to be a little bit more conservative, and then Chief Justice Kennedy's you can't tell.
0: Yeah, he's he's a Chief Justice all the way. <laughs> he's like, let me check the Constitution. <laughs> Which is how your you want your Supreme Court justices to be. I was actually pleasantly surprised by brett kavanaugh um a lot of people assumed he was going to tear up the constitution and sit on that supreme court bench and just be like i am pushing the republican agenda and that doesn't seem to be the case
1: no that hasn't been the case at all i think justice kavanaugh is actually doing an exceptional job as good of a job as a republican could do in that position. Um, he, there's been a few cases where some bias has, shone, has shown through, but there's been he's been the dissenter among a among the Republicans on a lot of seemingly okay. This one's in the bag. This is where we really get take it to him, and I I think he's doing a tremendous job. I don't think he should have been confirmed with the scandal that was going on during his appointment. Right. And I still hold to that, and I don't think justice was done during his confirmation hearings, but I'm pleasantly surprised by what he's <coughs> done in his time on the court. And Excuse me. I'll continue to tout that as long as he continues to be somewhat caring <clears throat> about the Constitution.
0: Do you think there exists a point in time in our future that they will overturn Roe v. Wade, which, just to be clear, we do not want them to do. I do not. I do not want them to do. I'm not going to speak for you. You can speak for yourself. Just to be clear, I believe in Roe v. Wade. I believe in the power of choice between a woman and her doctor. I don't think anyone else needs to make that decision except for those two people. But I'm asking you, how, what do you feel? Do you feel like in this lifetime that there's Roe v. Wade is in danger.
1: Well, before I answer that, I'll echo that sentiment. Uh, I grew up in a church and I didn't always believe this. And even when I first realized I was a Democrat, I didn't necessarily believe this. But I am at the point in my thinking and in my research and in my continued education on the subject where I don't even think abortion should be a political issue. Yeah. It's simply a medical issue, and the fact that a large group of what's still mostly men, even after the year of the woman in the 2018 election...
0: Not only men, but white men.
1: Still mostly men making that decision isn't doesn't make any sense, and that uh, abortion should be a safe option... And decided on between a woman, her doctor, and nobody else.
0: Yeah. But do you see the Supreme... Do you think Roe v. Wade is in danger?
1: I don't know that it's an imminent danger. But there are... Because we live in Ohio. We Ohio live in Ohio, has... which recently passed a... Not recently, now. Yeah. But it's still in the news because it's recently been shot down by a federal judge. Right. A heartbeat bill that would ban abortion of any kind after six weeks or so. Which is when a woman (laughs) finds out she's pregnant. Um, With no exceptions. And so that's something that is obviously going to see the Supreme Court in a few years, maybe.
0: And so, and they even, when they passed that bill, Ohio even said they did it knowing.
1: That it was not going to stand, knowing there would be lawsuits and federal judges blocking it in the hopes that they can eventually appeal in a number of states. Joint all the way, and that Georgia has been there as well. And so I, don't, I think the goal is to get this before the Supreme Court now is the right time. If that is something that they want to do, I don't understand why.
0: <laughs> I don't think they understand even why. coming
1: from a religious background. <laughs> I don't understand why this wouldn't at least be a medical option and why it would be a good thing if it wasn't. But I don't think Roe v. Wade's in imminent danger right now just because of the way the Supreme Court is set up where it's 4-4 with a voice in the middle. And to an extent, I trust Justice Kavanaugh to... Look at the Constitution more than what he believes his personal from his own personal background.
0: Now, do supreme? Does the Supreme Court usually overturn itself?
1: i um, I'm sure there
0: it has. Yeah. Well, when you know better, you do better. Right. We had slaves at one point in time, so.
1: But in almost three
0: fifths of a person.
1: In almost every case, when. An issue has gone before the Supreme Court before. Nothing has changed and it comes back to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court's always gonna look at their previous ruling. Hey, didn't we decide, didn't we already decide on decide <laughs> this?
0: We like had a whole talk about this, didn't we? <laughs> now, do you think the Supreme Court justices like sit around and chat about what should we, what issue should we take? What should we not?
1: Honestly, i That'd be something fascinating to your research. It'd be nice to get an expert in for your next episode (laughs) on how and why the Supreme Court takes up certain issues and not others, but...
0: Yeah, because they decide, like, right now, they have to decide whether they're going to hear President Trump's decided he wants to talk to the Supreme Court about, um, what exactly? It's about his tax returns?
1: Yeah, um... That... The, there's a court in
0: Baltimore, right?
1: Yeah, a federal court has basically ordered his tax returns be public.
0: Because they're looking for collusion. Is, does this all tie into the impeachment hearings going on? Or is this separate from the impeachment hearings?
1: I think it's separate, but it's also helpful for the impeachment hearings. Um, I don't think it's a part of them necessarily. I think they're okay. separate lawsuits. But I know... Uh, I can't remember his first name. Congressman Schiff would certainly like to be head of the department of the House of Representatives that's in charge of the impeachment hearings. I'm sure he'd certainly like to see his tax returns for maybe some...
0: Collusion. Russian
1: money. Um,
0: Ukraine. Payouts. (laughs) Speaking of the impeachment hearing, are you... Keeping up to date on that, or how do you have any feelings about the impeachment hearing? Because I know you said you were a Democrat and you're right. pretty far to the left.
1: I am a Democrat. And I Nancy am,
0: Pelosi was not about it at first.
1: I am very far to the left and I am not a fan of President Trump. So I'm not even going to pretend to be for a second for extra views, but <laughs> well, podcast, extra listens.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll be on YouTube someday. Probably not.
1: <laughs> I've got ai got a podcasting face. I
0: have a podcast face and voice. I, I, I work at a call center and I get told all the time, your voice was made for this. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or how to take that, but I'm going to run with it at this point in my life.
1: Thank God you don't have to fix anyone's computer in person. Right. <laughs>
0: But no, the impeachment. How are you pro impeachment? Are you this is a waste of time and money? How where you stand
1: on the impeachment? I I'm waiting for some facts and Impeachment's difficult because yeah. even if a president's done horrible things, you don't necessarily want to remove the president from office by force. No, because that doesn't make us look good on the world stage, does no, it? No, that makes us look bad on the world stage and It makes the guy who replaces him look like second best, even though Vice President Pence is...
0: I don't know what's scarier, Trump presidency or a Pence presidency, honestly. (laughs) That's where I'm at with the impeachment. I'm like, oh man, if we get rid of Trump, then we have Pence. (laughs) And I don't know that that's much better. But if the president is breaking all kinds of laws and is is impeachable because of his offenses then maybe we should remove him from office but people are afraid that even if he does get impeached he's not gonna leave
1: i mean and that that's that's a fear of a lot of people even if he loses a close election in 2020 that he's that there won't be a peaceful trade. Or even in twenty twenty four. If he
0: does win, then twenty twenty four comes and it's time for him to move out. And he's like, No, I'm staying. <laughs> there are people that have legitimate fears of that because they're like, he is not presidential. He's not political. He's not presidential. He doesn't follow the rules. He goes by his own he flies by the seat of his own pants.
1: But the accusation for his impeachment is that he held up congressional approved aid. For Ukraine. Uh, to the Ukraine for political gain. And if that turns out to be true, that's an impeachable offense. And even though that's not going to make us look good on the world stage, yeah, and that makes them, that his replacement look weak by comparison, that would be what we would have to do. Uh, even though I am sitting here as a very, very liberal and Democrat. And Pence would
0: obviously immediately pardon him.
1: Right. (laughs) I'm not rooting necessarily for a Trump impeachment. For an impeachment, yeah. I would much rather everything be found to be a misunderstanding and that we move on. I'd much rather see Trump removed from the White House via losing an election.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of losing the election, when he was elected into office... There was a lot of talk about popular vote versus the Electoral College. Where do you stand on that?
1: I, I really think the Electoral College is an outdated system. And the Electoral College exists because the Founding Fathers didn't trust the electorate to make their own decisions. The Electoral College was to save basically created to save the electric from their own will, save them from themselves when they got it wrong. Yeah. And I think that system's very outdated. Uh, a lot. I I don't think anyone, I don't think winning states should be the way to do it because it makes certain states, places you don't have to campaign. But yeah. I don't think you can consult everyone in your entire state before you go to cast your ballot. And so the idea that I'm not casting a ballot for the presidency, I'm casting a ballot for how my state votes for president is a little ridiculous and I've always I've always felt like a little extra power because I I live in Ohio, traditionally, traditionally a swing state. state. Yep. But it's kind of weird because I don't consult everyone in this state before I go vote. For Go vote for anything, let alone president. I don't even consult you, my life partner, all the time on who right. or what I'm voting for. Right. No, we
0: do not influence each other's votes. <laughs> and so
1: I I feel like we voted the same way for all three presidential elections I voted in. Yeah. But I don't know that for sure. And I'm not interested in consult in consulting my entire state about it. So I think the Electoral College is outdated. Uh, it's not anything we need, although it does come from a place of bias because again, I'm a Democrat and twice in my lifetime of an inferior Republican candidate lost the popular vote, but won the electoral college and became, in my opinion, a bad president in
0: 2004 and in,
1: in 2000 and oh, in 2000 and in
0: 2016, 2016. In 2000, you're talking about...
1: About the Bush-Gore election. Okay. Uh, Vice President Gore... Obviously, it's hard for any political party to win three elections in a row. Yeah.
0: People are ready for change by that point.
1: And so Vice President Gore was always facing an uphill battle coming off two Clinton terms. And the... There being an impeachment hearing in the All of that drama (laughs) that
0: happened.
1: (laughs) Uh, Vice President Gore was always facing an uphill battle, but I think he was the better candidate, and the majority of the electorate agreed. And it's a shame we didn't see what a Gore presidency could have done to head off climate change, as Vice President Gore was one of the first really famous people to recognize it as a problem
0: yeah now didn't something similar happen in for bush's second term where they the hanging chads in florida and it was a whole big ordeal or am i misremembering
1: i think you're misremembering i recall all of that being a uh, 2000 problem 2000 okay uh the 2004 election if i recall right and i'm sure if this ever gets posted someone will correct us in the comments
0: i actually think i am going to post this
1: oh well i'm sure some if anyone ever listens to it then i'm sure someone (laughs) will correct us in the comments but i recall 2004 the 2004 election not being as close
0: no because it was 9 11 saved the bush presidency president
1: bush kind of had his windfall moment where on the morning after. September 12, Hugging the firefighters and first responders over. He, and then he
0: declared victory on a ship.
1: Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about him. We're still there, though. We're but... not going to talk about him declaring victory <laughs> in a war that's still happening.
0: Still happening. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, we're going to wrap it up a little bit. I feel like a half hour is probably good, although I do have to delete the first few minutes of this podcast. It got really good, though.
1: Like, the first five minutes of this are not (laughs) going to work at all.
0: And then we got into our group. Um, Before we get into that, who is your, since this this podcast, this particular episode is going to be about politics, who is your favorite president of all time?
1: This was unintentional, by the way. Politics was not what we talked about. (laughs)
0: Before, <laughs> I had to find something you were interested in talking about and it's politics. I do. I do like talking politics, but we talk politics all the time I and mean, we don't always agree. Don't ask him about guns. Don't ask her about guns. She's the loony one.
1: <laughs> Here. Okay. Answer that first question. Then I have another question for you. Uh, my favorite president of all time. Uh, I like looking back at uh, the Clinton presidency, but I was yeah. too young to appreciate it. I really like looking back at the a good Carter presidency because I, but I was way too young to appreciate it. I wasn't born yet. Because um, now Jimmy Carter's a hero. Yeah, <laughs> just got out of the hospital. Probably building another house right now. Probably at- <laughs> two in the morning. He's probably building a house. He's at that Habitat house, just building. Um i don't want to be cliche but i'm going to be because i was born in 1989 i was born during the first bush administration yeah and the i was too young to appreciate uh the clinton the clinton presidency even though the economy was pretty good looking back on things and that he was a pretty good orator himself uh for now um, my favorite president of all time is barack obama just because a little bit of by bi- recency bias uh, honorable mention though to calvin coolidge i don't know much. that's one you don't hear all yeah. the time <laughs> uh, i don't know much about calvin coolidge or but just because his name what is cool. his politics were but when uh, I recall one of the first big projects I had to do in as a middle school student was, you're being assigned a random president. Tell us more about him. I was assigned Calvin Coolidge and his political his campaign slogan of "Stay cool with Coolidge." Stop. And stop.
0: Was it really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know very little about the policies or affiliations of Calvin Coolidge. Couldn't even tell you if he's a Republican or a Democrat. (laughs) But that name, though, that's a presidential name if I've ever (laughs) heard it.
0: I'm related to the Adams presidents. My great-grandma told my great-grandpa that on their first date. (laughs) That she was... uh, like great niece or something of the second one, great great niece. She was born in 1912, so you know, <laughs> she lived to be a hundred, though. So she she had something happening. But on her side, I'm related to both Adams presidents. Little piece of fun trivia for you. Um. So, since we have gotten together and we do differ slightly politically, has your thoughts changed on any policies? that before meeting me you were staunchly like anti-gun anti-marijuana anti-drugs anti you know just total because you were a pastor at a church when we met and <laughs> you ain't now <laughs> i am such a bad influence and now i'm the one that's like can we go to church <laughs>
1: And I'm the one who's sleeping. (laughs) I don't even hear you ask because I'm sleeping so good.
0: So do you have any like policies that or thoughts on things that your mind has changed about just from getting to know me or anybody?
1: Um, I don't know that anything I've thought has changed because of you yeah i do think you've opened my mind to maybe a new way of thinking which has helped me evolve through my own research on certain topics but well good i'm glad you have your own mind i was pretty against uh abortion in almost every form for almost any reason when we met right Uh, I don't think you have a ton to do with why I no longer think that. Because obviously we've never been in a situation where you've considered that as an option for our family. Um, But I do think um, just just feeling like I'm able to express those thoughts and then... Have it learned di- that maybe a different way of thinking and doing my own research and feeling comfortable to do that.
0: I think that's think you gained the, that opinion. I think you gained the ability to question because I think before, and I grew up in an assembly's got church too, same church, did know each other. Um,
1: <laughs> we're not going to shout them out. I hear, I hear they're doing great now, <laughs> didn't
0: didn't even know we existed. But when I grew up in that that same that same church. um, When I, when I left that church, I don't even remember where I was going with that statement. What was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, when I grew up, okay. I remember I'm back. It's two o'clock in the morning, people. Um, When I was growing up in that church, It was frowned upon to question things. And if you did question, you were just given a bunch of verses shoved at you. And they were like, here's all the reasons you have to align with the church. Don't question anything. And so it felt like... You're just supposed to believe what we tell you and stop asking questions. And so when I got out of that church and I moved away from that and I found the freedom to question and researched the questions on my own and not necessarily only using the Bible. I mean, yeah, I used the Bible too, but also be using other tools. Um, I was able to open my mind more and change my own mind on certain policies and the hot topic issues, I guess. So I think that's something I saw with you too. Once you got out of the church and felt more free to question that you did so and did your own research and came to your own conclusions instead of just do what we say because we told you to. (laughs) Okay. I think this was a great podcast. It's, going on 43 minutes now, but it's not going to be that long when I post it. It might be. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to add ads. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the ads also, by the way. Um, there's a thing that Jonathan Van Ness does at the very end of his podcast that I think I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start doing. I'm going to do as well where he says it's like the wrap-up time. If there's anything that you kind of touched on that you wanted to elaborate you got like two minutes to say the last few things that you want to say anything i didn't ask that you wanted to talk about or that you wanted to touch on this is your time to do that
1: oh wow all me huh yep this is you um no matter how you feel about any of the potential democratic 2020 candidates whether you're more centrist or you're much more liberal um as democrats if you are one of course Uh, this statement doesn't apply if you're not one Uh, it does apply you can zone out thanks for listening (laughs) uh i think as uh as potential democratic voters going into this primary we all need to agree that Even Bernie Sanders, even at his most liberal, liberal lefty craziness, and even Joe Biden at his most okay boomer moments, like his statement today on May on definitely not legalizing marijuana because it's a potential gateway drug and his talking points—he
0: did not say that. <laughs> at, and his talking
1: points straight out of the reagan administration
0: <laughs>
1: even joe biden his at his most okay boomer and even bernie at his most crazy can we all agree that the 2020 democratic candidate based on the current field at least anyone who comes out of that field is going to be better than trump vote blue 2020 and that's what you're that's how I and am. also,
0: most importantly, vote. Register and vote. doesn't matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent. You have a say. You have a right. Exercise it. Get out and vote. If you need help with getting registered or um, figuring out how to vote, you can visit your local library. Um Any of the librarians would be able to help you register. They would also give you information on how to vote. They'd probably also find you a couple books on voting. Um, Maybe you might find a book on Calvin Coolidge. Hey, now. Uh, Anyways, this was Living and Learning with Crystal and my guest, Nick.
1: I'll probably be your guest next time, too.
0: He might be my guest next time. I might interview Asa. See how he feels about a topic. Uh, we learned a lot about politics today. I I enjoyed that. Thank you so much for being a guest. And we will see you on the flip side. Great. Are we going to bed now? Yes, probably. <laughs> leave, leave that in. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, good night, people. <laughs>